Welcome to Cheltenham Only Better. I'm Natalie Green, your host, taking you on this long but fun road to Cheltenham Festival. Today, I am privileged and honoured to be joined by our experts. Of course, we've got Kevin Blake, who I've worked with many times, um, and Daryl Carter, who I haven't worked with yet, but it's going to be an absolute pleasure. So cannot wait um, to, to be on this journey with you guys. And let's get stuck into some serious action. Um, and we're going to start with the week that was then, guys. We're going to look back through the week. Of course, the, 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 the big highlight, really, the November meeting of Cheltenham. Did you see it was packed to the rafters? What a great scene it was to see there at Cheltenham. All the stands full. And, of course, across the water when we saw Navin. So should we get stuck in, lads? And first of all, you've given me a list of some of the horses, which is great to look at, and some of the market movers. One we should start with was It's For Me, 20 to 1, now into 16 to 1 for the Supreme. So, Kev, should we start with you? Sure, why not, yeah? Why not? <laughs> yeah, that It's For Me, uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a token cut. Now, for me, I don't think it's for me. Did loads for for his overall prospects. He, look, he won his maiden hurdle. We got to see him jump. Um, I wasn't I wasn't blown away with his technique. I'm sure he will get better, but um, there early on he was just getting in quite deep and and, and over jumping a bit. It just wasn't the, the 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 sort of slick flicking jumping technique you um you like your you know your your potential two milers, which you know what which is what he is, I suspect. Um, it's just not the way you'd like to see them start off their jumping career. Uh, maybe I'm being picky, but you'll find with me that I'm going to be particularly picky um, through this series because I think that's what we need to do. Have you up on the wrong side of the bed or what this morning? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, hard. no. I, I, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be I'm very picky. I'm in a dark I'm... room, Nat, and I'm going to be analytical. But I do agree with you. I did think there was plenty left in the tank, which I like to see. But, Kev, you can't afford to make mistakes, and especially hurdling. It's slick, it's quick. You know, jumping's the name of the game. Yeah, oh, look, and I am being picky. He didn't really make mistakes as such. It was just his technique I'm picking at, you know. Look, he ultimately didn't come off the bridle one well. Um, but, look, we have we have to set a high bar, you know, because, look, we know Willie in particular has just, just has these battalions of um, particularly promising horses coming through. Sure, he had the first 25 home in the champion bumper last season. You know, he's got these, these are going to be coming out on a conveyor belt. So uh, so I think we need to be picky. I think we, we need to be uh, set our bar good and high. Uh, and for me, um, for me, it's for me, it did, didn't quite come up to where I'd like my um, my Willie Mullins hurdling debutants to come up to. So I'll reserve judgment on him until we see him again. And the hope, obviously, is that he'll be sharper and better um, next time. But uh, for now, he's, he just got, a, I'd say, a C-plus for me, Nat. <laughs> I love that we're actually doing um, grades hits. But I, I'd have been pleased with C-plus. Daryl, do you share the <laughs> opinion of Kev or you got a different opinion? Ah, oh, look, I, I thought it was satisfactory on debut. I've got him running into the low, the low 130s, which uh, which obviously needs significant building on. But I felt Paul Townend was getting him into the bottom of those hurdles to try and help him settle a little bit more rather than pigging him out and, and you know lighting him up as he was last year as a, as a bump horse. He was very free, very keen, stuck the hood on this time. I thought it was a satisfactory start. Look, he's going to have to improve a good £20 on that to... To be figuring in the Supreme Novice Hurdle at Cheltenham. But I thought it was a fair enough start now. And like you said, he had loads in the tank at the finish. I like the way he reacted inside that final 50 mm. yards to the stick. Um, I thought it was a good start. But as Kev said, we do have to set the bar very high because there's going to be lots of sort of middling 140s horses that we're going to have to separate down the line. So good start. Um, not one to get over excited about for now, I, I don't think. 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Maybe a bit more excitement. Um, you might agree or disagree, but Burdett Road, 20 to 1 into 6, into six to 1 for the triumph. It was 20s into 12s that went straight into 7s and now 6s. I can probably see why, because sort of held up a bit at the back, um, slightly off the pace, and then to come up the hill like he did, I did think that was quite a pleasing performance. Do you agree? Didn't do yeah. much for me either. <laughs> you did what? You didn't like him. <laughs> He just he, he, really? he's gonna be he's gonna be a bit of a he's gonna be a bit of a management issue, isn't he? Like the way they rode him, like it tells the story. Like they dropped him in like stone last, like properly rode him as quietly as they could. Like he was still quite strong. I thought he was, I thought he jumped quite novicey. Um, look the way he powered into the race and ultimately won well. Um, would impress you, but look at we have to be. This is all about putting contextualizing these performances and imagining how they're going to go a bit further down the road in deeper company. And I, I just don't think it'll be easy for him. Um, when 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 the Irish come over, basically, um, because look, the 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 second is a horse I like and I know well. I'm Brad on Fassa. Um, Joseph O'Brien used to train him, but you know he he I'm sure he'll be a lovely horse for his for his new connections, and he ran well here. But look, if he had to, if he was to turn up with say for example in the the Grade Three Juvenile Hurdle at Fairy House in a couple of weeks, you know he he'd be a, he'd be a very big old price, you know. So um, Bird at Road um, needs to settle better, needs to jump better. Um, you know, people will look at the flat form and, and think that the improvement could well be coming. And, and it could. He'd remind you a small bit of all mankind. They're clearly mm. setting out to ride him a lot differently to how they used to ride him. Um, but I just, yeah, I'd, I'd be cautious. I'd be, I'd be especially cautious of getting carried away about any juvenile at this time of the season, because we've seen in recent years, like Willie Mullins doesn't be in a rush to get them out. But when they come, that they really come and they tend to... They tend to, to set a pretty high bar. So again, I, I'd be I'd be full of reservations at the men for Bird at Road. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, that's what, that's what we're here for today. I, I quite liked it because I just loved pulling up the up the hill there. But you're right, you're right. We're we're a long way away and, and your Irish contingency, I mean, we have to be realistic. There was a brilliant article in the Racing Post, you haven't read it, read it, and about eighty percent, you know, of these <laughs> Irish horses were probably gonna get spanked again, but we'll keep the faith, Kev. Um, we can talk about Bob Ollinger, uh, forty to one into thirty-three, the state of hurdle, the Ryanair. Um that Liz Mullen hurdle, the grade two, to be fair, he did do everything right, didn't he? You know, you can't you're being critical there, which is great. Um, but from that perspective, watching the race, Bob Ollinger put up a, a good performance. It was it was good to see him finish out his race, Nat. Um, like look at look for me, and I don't want to judge him too harshly on last season because I say physically he wasn't quite right. Um, yeah. but for me, like I'd say a mid-range trip probably suits him best. Um, this was slowly run. Um, I don't think it's form to really hang your hat on, but look, it was good to see him finish out. Um, I'm not sure how Daryl evaluated it, but I just like like what what's he going to do? Where is he going to end up? Is he a stairs hurdle horse? Oh, they, I could see them trying it. Maybe is he a champion hurdler? I don't think so. Um, he might just fall between two stools. And um, I wonder what connections consider. Um, you know, holding on to him for an entry hurdle. Um, longer mm. term, maybe that that'd be the way I'd be looking at him at the minute. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah, this is this this was one by a turn of foot rather than stay in prowess, if you like. Um, he, he was the, he was the quicker over the last. It was good to see him stick his head down. You know, his, his attitude last season was very much in question with that high head carriage hanging yeah. slightly to the left. Still did that little bit here. Like he wasn't absolutely a one for me, but it was good to see him fight at the finish. I'm very much with Kev. I don't think he's a stayers hurdles horse. Um, I don't know where he's going to go and what they're going to do with him, but I suspect they're just happy to see him put his head down and get over the line for them now. It's going to be a race-by-race -race project with him. I wouldn't be running to grab that 33-1 to 1 personally. 
No, no. And we saw, obviously, last season was a bit, a bit of a disaster. And you get through January and you've got to just um, take step by step with him. And like you say, get back to winning ways was what we wanted to see. Um, winning ways. Uh, one one, one thing I would say, one thing I would say quickly on him, that is I know Henry has mentioned that he, he might go back chasing with him. Right. Um, and, I, and I'd say I'd say that might be his best route to uh, to getting a few more wins in. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd done that. Um, and yeah, that that might be it, again. It might open some options. At least he has more mid range options. He has a Cheltenham option, obviously with the Ryanair. If he was to do that, but yeah, he Jewel is still out for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, buddy one thirty three to one. Um, stay as hurdle. Buddy one that three miles, the first one over three miles, wasn't it? Opens up a lot of new avenues for Buddy one. To be fair, and I I thought obviously obviously now graded races is going to be going to be the target. Um. And also, I think if we're going to mention Buddy One, we should just give a, a mention for Chantry House in third, because I thought that was quite a good run from Chantry House as well. So we should probably just touch upon both of those. I'll go ahead, Derek. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buddy One, I thought was good. The circuit time was very good, very strong. Um, he's the type that could improve out of handicaps, like an old Paisley Park did into, into the stay hurdle category. Um I don't know. I don't know where I sit with him at the minute. I think it's just going to be a race by race watching and just see how he gets on. I think he'll be up in grade next time. He'll be forced up in grade. So we'll see how he fares there. In terms of Chantry House, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him because I, I, I liked him um, on Saturday. Mm. Look, I hope they stay over hurdles with him. I thought there was plenty more zest in that performance on Saturday. Um, I thought he was given a very nice ride. I would... I would be hopeful that they'll be going to somewhere like the Coral Cup uh, with him. That's what that's hopeful. That's as hopeful as I would be because he's off a mark of about 147. I, he could easily prove well handicapped come March. Uh, so I do hope that he doesn't like fences for me. So I hope they stick over hurdles with him. I think he's a horse to keep on the side for sure. Yeah, I agree. That was kind of my little eye catcher in that race. Um, we can touch upon Croke Park here, thirty-three to one into twenty to one. Albert Bartlett unchanged at thirty-threes then. Um, for the Ballymore, so Croke Park. Kev, do you want to start us off? Yeah, like like uh, a lot of people seem to be um not impressed by him, but I was actually quite happy with him. Um, to, to put a bit of positivity in for for me, <laughs> I was actually quite happy with him. I wonder um, how many horses from the English contingent you're going to be positive about on this podcast. <laughs> there's a, there is a couple. There is a couple. I think two. <laughs> two. Yeah, you might be close. Yeah, might two. be close enough. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought you know he was widely perceived as being workmanlike. Um, I didn't think the race was really run to suit him. I, I don't think um being battled up in the inner there was ideal for him. Um, he was well on top of the line. Um, his jumping wasn't as I wasn't as happy with his jumping here as I had been at Clonmel. But look, this was a different situation, much more competitive. Um, you know, was as mentioned, bottled up in behind. Um, so look, I think as his stamina is is tested more deeply, we'll see more from him. Um, and look, you don't want flashy horses for the Albert Bartlett, really. You know, I suspect that's where he's going to end up. And uh, I would still very much have him in the mix there. One thing I'd say about him is just just keep in mind with regard to the rest of his campaign. I'd be a little bit worried about him if they went right-handed. I think this horse wants to go left-handed. Um, he showed a tendency to jump left to Clamell. And if you look closely, you could still see it here going left-handed at Navin. I'd say go, going right-handed would be would be the wrong thing for him. So just bear that in mind. Um, I, I suspect he'll be able to be kept to left-handed tracks to Cheltenham. But just, just bear that in mind uh, because he does seem to have a tendency. Yeah, fair enough. Darrell, have you got a word on Craig Park? No, nah, he was all right. That was about it for me. 
<laughs> I love it. Keep it short. Boom, we're right there. Um, have you got any more words on American Mike? Maybe then 10 to 1's Turner's first show. And don't forget, all these prices keep looking at Betfair on the sports book. It's brilliant. We've got all of the prices and all of the races. So it's fantastic. So keep your eye on that. Um, so, yeah, American Mike, Daryl. Yeah, I was pleasantly pleased with him, actually, to be honest. I thought it was a nice performance. I thought he was back to his old self a bit. Um, he jumped well. Had plenty in hand at the finish. I was very surprised to see the Betfair Sportsbook cut him into 10-1 to 1 for the Turners because I thought he looked more of a brown advisory type of horse mm. going forward for me, personally. I think he's about 33s or 40s on the Betfair Sportsbook for that. Um, so the market's telling you he's only going to go one way. But, look, for me, he has to build on this. He's He's got a good record first time out after a long break. You remember last season he went backwards. Um, maybe fences have uh, sparked that, uh, reignite that spark in him, which would be good because he, he was a talented horse as a bump horse. I, I just he, I think he needs to build back trust with punters before they go steaming back in with him. I'd like to see him again uh, in a deeper race where, I mean, on this occasion, he very much dictated a fairly slowly run race, to be honest. But it was good to see him get the job done and finish out his race. But I'd just be... Treading with caution with with a, with a view to Cheltenham with him, though, because I do think he's a mm. talented horse. Okay, fair enough. Um, Kev, yeah, like, like I was, I was neutral, I was middle of the road with him. Um, great to see him finish out his race last season was disappointing for him. Um, his jumping was was just grand, um, no better. I thought he was a bit, he was a little bit skewy and naughty, um, very good at the last. Um, and like Daryl, I'd see him as more of a stayer, I think. Um, you know, God, I remember his his mother, American Jenny, was was a smashing mare. Like she she was placed in a in an Irish Grand National. Like she stayed for, she stayed forever. Um, and I think he'll do the same as well. He's got the right kind of racing demeanor for that. So, um, I'd be the same as Daryl. If you if you are looking towards March, um, I'd be thinking more um the three miler than the two and a half miler. Would you be thinking the same about fact or file? Fact or file. I, I want to see him again. I want yeah. to see him again. I, I was happy enough with him. Um, deflated, wasn't it? Want, well, I wouldn't say deflated. You know, he's beaten my good horse. Mm. Um, you know, it what you know, as we saw in the other um, big maiden chase. You know, it's not it's not all about the first day with 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 these ones. Some of these ones. Um, so I, I'm reserving judgment on him until the next day, and that includes in trip as well. Because look, I suppose we've we've the benefit of having seen American Mike a bit more. Um, in his career, fact of file, we're still learning about. You know, it's the first time we've seen him over jumps um, outside of his point. So, um, yeah, that, that, look, look, look forward to seeing what he does next time. And I think that's what is so exciting about this time of year, though. We're just kind of getting it all together from now until New Year. It's just bang, 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 isn't it? Mm. And we get all these amazing clues. This is when we can really start to get into it. But one of our listeners has actually wrote in, and I thought this was a really interesting question. Willie Mullins looks like he's a very strong hand in both the novice hurdle and novice chase division, obviously. Um, which of his novice hurdlers and chasers are you most excited to see? And who do you think his strongest hand will be in the novice hurdle and the novice chase races at Cheltenham? Can you even remember that question? There's questions in the questions <laughs> there. I'll take this one first, Kev. I think, think Fasol Vega... Um, I, no, I don't want to be too overconfident, but I think he's got a smashing chance in the arc. Or I think he could end up going on. on, on. Um, so I, in, in, in that's in the novice chase division, I think Fasal Vegas is going to improve and improve for me. Um, in the novice hurdle division, Bally Byrne is out this week. Uh, I'm interested to see him on Sunday, and uh, I'm not too sure about his trip. I think he's a two miler for now, um, with stamina and a pedigree for later on. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on on his on his debut on Sunday over hurdles. 
It will. And Fasar Vega, 4 to 1 into 11 to 4, then uh, in the article on the Betfair Sports Books. Have a look. Um, Kev, have you got an answer to the question in the question? <laughs> I have an answer too, but it's not probably not the one that that uh, our correspondent <laughs> wanted. Like, like I'm not, I'm not a big one for kind of getting super excited about the prospect of seeing one or two. You know, there's so many of them, and you know, the real excitement for me is, is seeing their first run. You know, be it over hurdles or be it over fences, and doing what we're doing. You know, hammering into it, and uh, and seeing which ones we like because you know you. Uh, a horse over hurdles can look like he's crying out for fences, but when he eventually gets them, it, you know his technique mightn't um, mightn't translate as well as you think it will. And you know you you got to judge them on what they do. You know an example that I'd always give is um, Footpad. You know who wasn't one of Willie's better hurdlers at the time, but he always jumped hurdles like he'd appreciate a fence, and then he got to fences, and it was like whoa, like one of those proper knock your eye, knock the eye clean out of your head, um, chasing <laughs> debuts, and then went on and did what he did. Um, so th- those are the performances you'd love to see. You know, like I'm being picky about a few of these horses, but you know, you set the you set the bar high, and you you hope to see something like you know a footpad style chasing debut, a gallop and the champ style chasing debut. You know, they do happen, and Willie Lord knows Willie has enough ammunition. We will see it. So um, I I'll, I'll keep the, I'll keep my keys low until uh, so until it's, it's, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, I, when when it comes there, and we're we're going to be doing this every week, and we will see them. And when it happens, you 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 the, the klaxon will go off, and you'll know I'm excited when I'm excited. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. And it can be the smallest. I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. But I remember the first time seeing um Lost in Translation at Carlisle, and he just started pinging. I was like, wow, galloping to Trump, like you say, your eyes smacked his back of your head. It was. It was unbelievable. I thought Vasil Vega skewed a bit in the air. I didn't think he always jumped totally straight. I just love, pers- I love a straight jumper. But, but his engine, I get it. I mean, you know, it's hard to criticise too much. For me, his jumping, yeah, I don't, I just don't like that skewing in the air sometimes. Mm-hmm. His neck coming round, just not quite straight. But look. The 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 performance was great. The the engines there. I thought in the pocket actually put up a very good performance. Obviously, Rach didn't really get after him. Didn't throw everything at him. And was just they, they were all. I thought second last. They were kind of everywhere. Those three. They they were all over the show. It was a bit scrappy. And then it obviously came to it. Fast. I was like, I'm off. Put the race to bed then. But in the pocket, I liked that performance. Yeah, I I was with you that. Like I I, I was picking a fast side now. Um, I was picking at his technique. I, he, I thought he was quite novice early, and like you say, he was he was a bit skewy afterwards, which you, you don't love to see. Um, so again, a little bit like some of the others we've mentioned. Like I'll, I'll be hoping to see like a, a quite a notable improvement from him next time. Um, because look, we know that the one th- the one difference, I suppose, is when you're evaluating novice chasers, um, you generally have their hurdle form. You've got a pretty good guide at their level. Um, so yeah. you, you 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 can pick and poke. We know he's a very good horse. Um, and you're just really focusing in on his technique um, to try and figure out how well he'll translate, if he can be even better over fences. And for me, that wasn't the start I would have loved to have seen from him. Look, he's gone and won. We're being picky, but um, I, I wasn't in love with his technique. I want to see better from him next time. Jesus, yeah, I was either. That's very picky from you two. Come on. Like, he's a novice know, chaser. Like, the, the thing is, yeah. the thing with these novice chasers is like everyone wants to see a foot perfect, impeccable performance. I mean, John Bond last year is a good example. Popped around, foot perfect, every single where El Fabiolo clattered everything in sight on the way around. It was that engine he had underneath the bonnet that he was able to clatter those fences and still put 
you know, the sword to his rivals. And I think you want to see these novices make mistakes before the big day in March, because like John Bond did it in the article last year, once he he hit a fence, all of a sudden he's got to react to it. Whereas El Fabiolo, he's proven his engine. He can make those mistakes and still relentlessly gallop. So I think Fasal Vega is a very similar type to El Fabiolo for me. I think you'll see an improved performance for him. I don't think he'll be as foot perfect as everyone will want him to. And I think people will throw stones at him, but I, I think he's going to be the by far the best horse in what I think will be a very small Arkle field. I think the 11-4 is worth taking, if I'm honest. <laughs> I love it. Divide, divide opinion. This is what we like. I love it. But while we are on the subject of Fasil Vega and in the pocket, I think it is good to bring in uh, Michael Walker, who wrote in and he said, I'm curious what you think to the trainer's decision to not run uh, Marine National and saying there are a few races to get him out. Would this be a red flag? Something else may be holding him back. <laughs> Yeah, you, you would you would be slightly concerned, but look, the one thing I'd say about Barry Connell is he is he is his own man. Like he's a very independent thinker. Um, like I, I thought, I I think a lot of people, including me, thought he was probably doing the wrong thing last season by going straight from the Royal Bond to Cheltenham, given that his his jumping wasn't exactly super sharp at Fairy House, but he backed himself. He did what he thought was the right thing. And um and, and we saw what happened. So uh, I don't want to find myself doubting Barry too much, but um you you would you would like to see him out. Look, he comes from a point to point background. We know he knows how to jump. Um, he didn't run in the point to point. He was he was ready to go, and uh, he was bought privately before he ran in one. But um, like I, you'd love to see him out, but uh, I slightly ever ever so slightly um concerned about that. Yeah, Daryl. Mm. Yeah, concerned. Slightly concerned. <laughs> oh, um, you're, getting, you're getting excited, but <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think you have to be, don't you? But um, like he's mentioning things like, like it goes back to last year. To be honest, half of the Supreme when he was talking about a group, he could be a group one horse on the flat, and they're looking at the flat, and then they might cut. Now they're going to come back for the arc, or after it was an after comment that he said that, and then now he's not out. And I don't know. Yeah, it'll, watch his space. It'll be interesting to see what happens when it. It sure will. Okay, well, Kev, we're going to get to you then for the performance of the week in Kevin Blake's opinion. Ooh. That's an English horse, would you believe? Oh, <laughs> Jesus! No, Hold the front, dude! No, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it is, it is. I, I thought Stage Star was really good. Um, really good. Like it, it, Just what you'd hope, I suppose, from a novice um, coming into to deep handicap company like that, you know, off a big weight. Um, I thought he was really good. He didn't have it easy at any stage. Um, the real packer was there with him the whole way, and um, and he was really good. He he fought them all off really well. Like on the clock, it, it was the it was the performance of the day. Clearly, um, on the clock, and looked at when you win a race like that off one fifty five, you you got to be thinking Ryanair's etc. And just in just where we are in the Ryanair, you know, Alaho, great to see him back, but we don't know if he's back back. He's yeah. he's there. Is he's, he's here in the physical? But is he? Oh, is he there in in his entirety? I don't know. Um, whereas stage star is the young horse coming through. Um, you know, we we're, were only talking about in the weight in the other day. Um, like Paul is is pretty adamant that he needs to go left handed, and we were having a look through the program and saying, well, "Where is he going to run him?" And I couldn't really find a good answer. So like, there, it's not a million to one that he goes um, hashtag straight to Cheltenham. 
Um, mm. which, which, you know, wouldn't be great from a spectator's point of view. You want to see these real good horses out a bit more often than that. But um, if he wants to keep him to a mid-range trip and he wants to keep him left-handed, he, he, there's, there's not many dances in town. So he could end up going straight there. I don't think Paul would mind that. I think he he's shown here that he's happy bringing him, um, bringing him to a big race fresh and, and getting a big performance out of him. Um, and I, I was just really impressed. You know, the mistake at the last, you know, was a proper one. Um, and for him to rally afterwards, spoke for how much he had left. And yeah, Alaho, look, look, Alaho at his best is one of the best horses in training. Um, if he can get back to that, I don't think State Star or anything else is going to beat him. But if Alaho isn't quite the horse he was, it's the likes of State Star that's going to step up and um, and potentially fill the void. Yeah, and State Star is like the young pretender. I, I'm only saying this because he was massive my horse follow last year because I've got a slight little obsession with State Star because. He's exactly what I like. Straight jumper, ears pricked, knows what he's doing. He doesn't mess around. I, I, he's just got this. Until he gets to the last. <laughs> I tell you what, though, from the back, from the back of that last to the line, he was only zero point one three seconds slower than not now till May he was runner up. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Nuts. That's zero some... point. What? That yeah. was that zero point. One three seconds slower than not now till May from the back of that last, having made that mistake to the line so it just goes to show how much he actually did have in hand mm-hmm. and so many horses wouldn't find it easy to recover from that because you know this, we, we could be a little bit sore but behind it was a horrible horrible sort of um slip for him and like to have that resilience and that attitude to just oh i'm going i'm so close i just thought it's <laughs> like me to I, the buffet queue I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> don't give up now i just thought wow like for me it just ticks every box i i adore that attitude so it was it was awesome to see so kev that was your performance of the week and daryl we've touched upon that was interesting fact there to hear stage shot after the last fence but your sectional performance of the week then yeah, there's plenty to pick up on. Uh, like, like for example, Broadway Boy was 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 brilliant in that three mile chase, only twelve lengths slower than than Stage Star on the circuit time. But Minella Missile is the horse I want to I want to flag up here because obviously all the talk was about Captain Teague being beaten, the disappointment of Captain Teague. But it might just be that he actually bumped into a half decent horse in Minella Missile. They got racing a fair way out, um, but he clocked a brilliant circuit time. I mean, he was 25 lengths quicker than American Sniper earlier on the card. He was 46 lengths quicker than Impostoir. Now, Impostoir is rated 133 after being put up for that performance last week. American Sniper up to uh, 128. So you're looking at a 140 performance from, from Manila Missile. Um, and he was faster free out to the line as well. So, like, the circuit time is one thing. Um, and he could have came home quite slowly, but he didn't. He came home faster than the other two races on the card. I thought it was quite impressive. Now, he's, what is he, 25 to 1 for the Albert Bartlett. I'd be looking at the Albert Bartlett for him. I think he's a stayer, uh, but I think he's got a bit of a turn of foot as well. So I think that 25 to 1 might just underestimate him a little bit. The fact that he's a British horse, the fact that he's trained by uh, an unfashionable trainer in Evan Williams, and, you know, the fact that perhaps people are looking at Captain Teague as disappointing rather than this horse actually putting in a decent performance. So Nella Missile, I would keep him in the back burner and see how he progresses throughout the season. Uh, he could be a, a decent British, hopefully, Albert Parler. I like it, Daryl. I like it. And this brings us nicely, like seamlessly, like we've practised this and we actually haven't, into our anti-post preview because we wanted to save... People might be thinking, why haven't they talked about John Bon yet, these crazy people? Well, 
We have method in our madness. And it is, um, firstly, we've got another um, listener who's wrote in, Aidan Hughes has said, John Bon versus El Fabiolo. What chance does John Bon have in the champion chase after Sunday's performance? Of course, we're looking at the anti-posts and we're talking about the champion chase, one of my favourite races of the Cheltenham Week, to be honest with you, because it's just fast jumping speed accuracy everything we love and i will just quickly take a look at the sports book because el fabiolo then is evens we've got john bon at five to two edward stone out to 20s captain guinness 20s um san ra we've got 33 blue lord 33 and then we go 33 to one bar but we'll just firstly answer the question by aiden hughes of john bon versus el fabiolo daryl Ah, uh, look, I, I, I've got a very strange relationship with John Bon. I was very much against him in the Supreme, and people told me he couldn't get beat. I was very much against him in the Arkle, but he has converted me a bit with his last two performances. I, I, I do like him. I think he's progressive. I think he's... Uh, I, I, you just can't help but love the way he, he attacks them fences, and uh, it's a joy to watch, really. But in reality... I thought there was a lot of people saying it was a very deep race on Sunday. Uh, I couldn't disagree more, to be honest. Nube Negra is a, an aging uh, horse who, who's been best on good ground previously. Editor of the Geek was bent over and spanked like a naughty child in the uh, in the Howden Gold Cup last time. I don't think he's been anywhere close to where he was at his peak last year. And Edward Stone... Uh, uh, he's been a bit of an enigma since winning his, his Tingle Creek. And uh, I thought that fell into his lap that day as well. So look, while John Bond was very good on Sunday, do I think he's done enough for me to convert to John Bond over El Fabiolo? No, not at this stage, but I think he sets a bar to say, come on, El Fabiolo, you've now got to, you know, continue to on your upward curve as well as, as I am. So for, for me at the moment, no, he's not done enough. Um, I'd still be in the El Fabiolo camp. I think you made some brilliant points there because I actually agree with you a little bit with the depth of the race. But also I agree with you. What I loved was him at their open ditch. I mean, his jumping is phenomenal because, okay, phenomenal. I should keep that for galloping to Champs because he's phenomenal. But the way that you say he looks, works out and attacks his fences and he's quick when he lands, you know, he doesn't mess around too much. He doesn't go too high. He doesn't waste time in the air. Is very pleasing. Um, Kev, how do you stand on this John Bond versus El Fabiolo? Um, similar to Daryl, actually. Look, people got quite excited um, immediately post-race um, because you, you you can perceive it in a very positive way. You know, the the, the supposed depth of the race, the, the authority he, he put them away with. You know, I think that 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 big leap that you mentioned at the fourth last with with that beautiful camera angle they have there, you know, was just spectacular, yeah. and it put it put people in a very positive frame of mind thereafter. I think, um, <laughs> but look, I, I Edward Stone for me was was given a very very gentle um, reintroduction, very gentle, um, like the the evidence the clock would pour cold water on it, like it was a particularly slow finish, um, and I just I, I don't per- personally I don't think we learned any more about him. And the most pertinent piece of evidence we have with John Bon, um, as regards the champ, the, the 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 champion chase later this season is when he met his biggest rival last March, and El Fabiolo, um, put him away with a bit of spare. Um, John Bon got a verdict over him when El Fabiolo was um emerging as a hurdler, but um, 
sometimes it pays to, to keep things simple and that. And I, I think El Fabiolo is just a better horse than John Bon. And we know at El Fabiolo that there is a possibility of a catastrophic error uh, creeping in there with his jumping. And look, that, that'd be the best shot John Bon will have if the two of them turn up in great form in March is that El Fabiolo just takes a misstep and hits one hard. Uh, because I think he he's just not quite as good as El Fabiolo. Um, high bar for the two of them, but that's that'd be my th- view on it. I think they'll change the tactics on John Bond this year. I think they. I, I, okay. I, I think they're gonna gonna uh, go and uh, and make El Fabiolo catch it. I just got a feeling when Nicky was talking after the race that they've got a little bit of a plan, and uh, I, the only way I can see him beating him is forcing him into a mistake. And, and but going from yeah. the front and. Uh, and doing it that way. Um, with obviously Dysart Dynamo in there last year in, in the Arkle, mm. perhaps he might not have too much of a pace pressure this time around. If the likes of Editor to keep proved he couldn't go early with him there on Sunday. So maybe that's the way they they, they attempt to get him beat. But outside of the big three and Ergamine, who's, who's out for the season, John Bonin and El Fabiola, you're looking at a dreadful two-mile division, really, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'll tell you how you're getting beat there. You, you, and pe- pe- some people won't like this now because they're not they're not competitive animals like like we are. <laughs> but you, you jump you jump John Bond off, off upside El Fabiolo and stick to him on his outside now because John Bond does jump does jump a little bit to his left, always adjust to his left. Get in there, but give give him a, give him a you know brush shoulders with him, you know drag him into the trenches and uh, and try and get him to make a mistake. You know that that's how you give yourself the best chance of beating him in my book. But um, yeah. some some of the lily liver types won't like the won't like the thought of that. But, uh, <laughs> horse, horse racing lads, get down and dirty. It's it's right, it's right. I love it. I'm, I'm gonna carry on now. And I'm laughing. Um, a race, a race that's taken me, you know, years to try and pronounce. Schlur. Schlur. Wow. Oh my goodness, Schlur. It's terrible, isn't it, Lane? It, it gets easier the more wine you drink. <laughs> yeah. Schlur. It's done, doesn't it? Let's have another bit. Hey, did you like Schlur? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, no, come and the uh, Fortree Chase have affected the Champion Chase market. So just to re- go over this, John Bon 5 to 1 into 5 to 2, and Captain Guinness first show at 20s then looking at the book but like i say all the prices are there um on the betfair sports book for us to have a look at so chaps i think this takes us onto our anti-post selections for the festival at this stage it kind of feels wrong whatever date it is it's still november yeah. isn't it november there what is the date today i don't even know 22nd. 22nd. Is that, there's only uh, there's only 111 days for oh, eight minutes until the festival. It's the 22nd of November, and I'm asking both of you for an anti-post tip. I'm sorry, guys, but we have like we've covered a lot of horses today, which is amazing already uh, in in the pod, which is great. And I'm sure there's a few that's taken fancy. I know it's very very difficult to put an anti-post tip this at this time, but it's going to be fun throughout the show because we'll. Log them all, won't we? And then we can uh, point score, which will be fun. So, um, come on, hit us. Who wants to go first? Daryl, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I've already put one up this week on the... Uh, so I do a chat on a focus column, if, if people haven't seen it, on the betting.betfair website. You can check that out every Sunday, which we review the entire week's racing, and I put up uh, an anti-post bet there. I'm going to go with the same horse I put up on Sunday, because I think he's tremendous value, and it's Envoy Allen in the Ryanair. Uh, he's 14 to 1 on the Betfair Sportsbook last year's winner. Um, the reason being um, is, uh, you know, all the talk about Stage Star this week, I thought uh, was interesting given that last year Stage Star ran in the Turners and Envoy Allen ran in the uh, in the Ryanair and, and just the time, the time figure stuff that I do uh, just 
brought Envoy Allen out in such a, a better light. The fact that Alaho could be in here is uh, his owner mates and stage star could just mean that uh, they go lickety split up front and perhaps soften each other up a little bit. Whereas Envoy Allen can sit in behind and just, and just, he, t- he tanked through the race last year. Look, he loves Cheltenham. He was a, a champion bumper winner, a Ballymore winner. He, uh, he fell in the, in the mass chase when heavily odds on, he was third then in a champion chase and won the Ryanair last year. He loves the place. So I think, look, it's the race he's going to. Henry Bromberg said that on Monday in his racing post at Stable Tour. He's 14 to one. He's not going to be anywhere near 14 to one shot on the day. Uh, and you've already got the race in the bag. You know, he's going for it. So I think it's good value. Okay, well, I, I've written it down. I'm keeping notes. <laughs> so we'll compare, Kev. Um, I think I better go with one of the one of the few positive notes I have um, this week. <laughs> I like I I I do think people have underestimated what Crow Park did the other day. Um, I know there there would be some debate maybe over where he's likely to end up, but but I think he's he's twenty to one with the sports book, um, for the Albert Bartlett. Um, and and I think that's too big. Um, plenty of those ahead of him in the market we haven't seen out. Um, and I think that um, when we see him at three miles, we'll see an even better version of him. Um, he see speaking to Gordon, he, he seems to have a great regard for him. He seems to think of him as a three miler in the making. Um, looked loads of hands to be played between now and then, but hopefully, um, twenty to one about him will um look a good price. Um, in a hundred and. 11, 12, 13, 14 days. <laughs> um, we probably do have to really mention Gordon Elliott. I mean, wow, what a time he is having of things. It's pretty incredible, really, isn't it? Uh, Willie's coming. Yeah. Willie's coming. Willie's coming. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> Willie's, Willie's coming. Gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gordon's like here at the moment and then he's going to get smashed. Yeah, you just know like how, how utterly... Terrifying. Well, that terrifies maybe the wrong word, but for everyone else, you just know that he's not got going yet and it's coming and it's going to start happening like in the next few weeks. And just every single race um, in terms of maiden chases, maiden hurdles, all the novice hurdles, novice chases, all the big races, you just know there's like absolutely formidable um, once in a generation battalion of national forces is going to start rolling and uh, they're just going to just going to run over everything in their way aren't they they are and it is important to know obviously we've got loads of big races um coming up from now until new year like we said but you need to be watching a, a lot of the irish racing because kev that you're spot on you've got to be watching the irish racing there's going to be all of our clues i certainly will be um so anti-post this week envoy allen the ryanair around 14 to 1 for daryl croke park for Kev, where he might end up, but at the moment, 20s, um, 20 to 1 in the Albert Bartlett. So that's on the Bet Best Sportsbook. It's not too bad. Of course, um, we are talking about betting. We're talking about horses. We want you to bet. We want you to have fun. But please, please, please do gamble responsibly. It's very important. Kevin, we thank you very much from your hotel room in, sorry, where are you again? Nice. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> and Daryl, in your home? Yep. My home office, yeah. I won't tell you the address. I don't want all my fans running out the front door. <laughs> the, I, with I, pitchforks I, and, <laughs> and flames. Yeah, I, I don't want hate mail, so uh, I'll keep stubs. <laughs> but no, a lovely first week, guys. Thank you very much. Have, have a really wonderful rest of the day. And um, can't wait for next week already because, of course... Big race this weekend as well and get stuck into Betfair Chase. Anyway, loads to look forward to. Um, we'll keep watching loads of racing and we'll catch up next week. <laughs> <laughs>